Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast and I'm your host Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland and today I brought my friend over from Big Team Zach. You can follow him on Twitter at Zach Roto. Zach, welcome to this side of things buddy. How you doing? What's up Mike? Feels good to be on the Bases Loaded side here. Yeah. Not gonna lie. No and problem. To- Thank you for having me. As always, buddy. It's, again, thanks for, longer. Thanks, thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for thanking for thinking, and let's just thank everybody and thank each other because all apparent. I got a, few, a little bit of feedback last last podcast. We were a little bit on top of each other. I was like, whatever, man, get over the pillow talk. They're just jealous. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna be a little quicker today, and we're gonna just do some deep league deep league steel targets. We're going to talk about guys that aren't going to be drafted probably within the top 100, 150. Definitely some of the names we drop are going to be like out, barely outside, barely inside the top 300. But this is just going to be a few guys. And it kind of lines up because I'm dropping an article, which should be out either today, soon, or tomorrow for fan tracks. And it's, it had five names on there. So I'm going to take a few names from there, not all of them, make people have to read the article. But I am going to give you a few extra names that I, that I left off my article that I might write about late. With that said, episode 43, Deep League sources for steals or however i'll name it we'll figure it out later zach give me your first one buddy my first one is going to be a hometown favorite from toronto cabin biggio now he went um 14 for 14 in steals so that that counts for something and uh those 14 steals came in uh 430 plate appearances uh walks a lot so um being on first base uh really helps uh, when uh, it comes to stolen base opportunities, that's uh, not uh, too obvious. Yeah, I, I highlighted. Ob- I highlighted. I can't speak today, man. I highlighted OBP as like a huge, like it was a big importance to me throughout my article. Just talking about how these few hitters, and I'll get to a couple of them, can really just improve their OBP ever so slightly. How much, just how much better it is because it now leads to more potential opportunities. On base percentage is really. I feel like it's very overlooked when it comes to looking for guys. Trying, you know, that you trying to find those base stealers later on in drafts. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't. I actually don't know how deep Biggio is going to fall in these drafts, right? At at the moment, um, you've, you've you've done some more early mocks. I don't know if he he's, he must be going near the end of the drafts, but um, um, I've been with him. My, I've been doing a lot of fifteen teamers, and he kind of goes, I think, the one fifty ish range. So he's like a fringe sleeper because he's like because you have people higher on him than others. You have people willing to take him around that one twenty range. You have people that are willing to – so yeah, you have people really willing to reach for him a little bit because of the power speed upside. So it's weird. Like once ADP data rolls in, we'll do another one of these. Like he's like – in a 12-teamer, he'll be your later-round guy. But in a 15-teamer, he's a mid – I think he's falling into that mid-round range, to be completely hmm. honest. Okay, it's interesting. Sure. I, haven't, I haven't done any early mocks like you have yet. And you know what, that's – Biggio is one of those guys that could have gone – is a high variance uh, in terms of, in my mind, of where he can I, go in these I drafts. Think that, I think that's kind of what's happening, too. Yeah, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, he should have an everyday uh, – almost everyday role. And with speed scares, and he, he does have some pop, too. Like, he, he could be a valuable commodity. Maybe, like, um, next year. Here's a question. Next year, um, Kevin Biggio or Scott Kingery? Oh, Biggio. Biggio for me, yeah. no, no doubt in my mind. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if that was the case with everyone, say, two months ago. Like even when oh, Biggio yeah. after after a month, like I think Biggio has had some. He's built up some steam over the last, I think, month. And like I said, Biggio, it's he's definitely like when it comes to mixed leagues. You know, twelve and tens, he's gonna fit more of the super mold for them. 
but you know, 15 teamer, 15 teamers. I really can't speak today. It's really frustrating me. 15 teamers. He's more of a mid tier guy. I think again, it's still so early. Once ADP really falls into place, we will definitely have to do this podcast again. This is just us trying to get really far ahead for people, give them a chance to put these names in the back of their mind for when they get to draft season. Now, Obviously, that's going to change, and things are going to change throughout the offseason, but that's what we're just trying to stay a step ahead is all. Now, Mike, do you, think, um, do you think Kevin Biggio will be one of those players people panic on when uh, they don't draft speed early and they end up reaching for him, and I, he, it might push up his ADP? I think that's one of the reasons why I see him going, and 15-teamers specifically a little earlier, because in those leagues – speed becomes even more scarce and people worry and that's why i'm like as i'm doing this art that's why i purposely did this article and wanted to do this discussion because i'm finding more and more speed options now obviously the deeper the league the more i'm willing to actually wait on speed because i can take i can build up everything else and take some of these flyers i have listed here and i'm really liking my chances of potentially you know making up speed at the end of my drafts but you have players like tommy edmund that Tommy Edmond shouldn't go ahead of Biggio in my mind, but he, I think he's going to because he because he had such a big September and you have people hyping him up everywhere. Biggio is gaining that same hype, but I think Edmond, you're going to see Edmond shoot draft boards. You're going to see – I'm trying to think of other speedsters. I Bird, Birdie? Mind. Birdie? Birdie might because he had a really hot uh, September. And But I don't know because he plays with the Marlins, so people are kind of scared off by that. But now is um what's your boy on the Rangers? He's going to be too he's too high to for, to even be in this discussion. He he'll be he'll be drafted to um he was like a twenty twenty guy. Uh, what, what was his name? I'm drawing a blank right now. From the uh, Danny Danny Santana. Oh yeah, he'll be a top one hundred guy. He's yeah, he's too. He he offers. I was I was so happy I got lucky on him because man he he had some ugly things about his profile, but he kept hitting that second half and it made me it, yeah it really he was a he was a do not touch for me, but then you you really hit on him this year. I I don't I didn't I didn't get any shares of him. Dude, one thing I, I'm not gonna lie, I've been I I'm gonna take a, take it upon myself over the next month or so to really get better at the pitching analytics and learning how to like really look at pitching or pitchers because my hitters like I've been really solid with with breaking down hitters and, you know, be picking my hitters. That's kind of my strength. That's been my strength as far as, as an analyst so far. So I need to work on the pitching side of things because last year, if you look at my teams, I, I had the hitters. The hitters were never the issue. It was always the pitching. I was all over Thor, all over Bauer, and I should have known better. Yeah, Thor Thor hurt. I just – I'm just, I'm just, I'm over it. I hate, I hate fantasy sometimes. That's another, that's another, that's another discussion. Yeah. The, the, bu- the, bus, a whole... the bus pitch, avoiding pitching bus. That's a good one. That is a good one. We can talk about that another day, but back to stolen bases is what people want. First guy I'm going to talk about, and I've been tweeting about him. I've been, ta- I, he's in my article. It's Victor Reyes. I don't know what it is about this guy I have such a hard on for, but I just can't seem to get enough of him. And I love his profile, man. His profile is great as far as plate discipline. Just if, the only thing he does is chase too much, but he makes such good contact. It's very impressive. He makes he makes a lot of contact. He doesn't. He only he strikes out very little. And he but the probably like again it goes back to his on base percentage is oh is worrisome, but throughout the minors even he's always been close to a three hundred hitter if not a three hundred hitter. So there is a place for that. You know, there's a, that will get him on base a lot. His on base always sits around like three thirty, ish. So that's like roughly league average, maybe a little. I think it's a little above. But regardless, he's leading off for the Tigers. He's going to be vaulted into like, you know, probably a position to where he's going to have to run to manufacture runs. 
because you know if you, if you have a team behind you like he's gonna have with nobody hitting him in, he's gonna have to try to get the second base often. He's been like he's had twenty steals I think on a couple occasions in the minors, and he's just a solid again solid guy. He just profiles very well I think, and he's definitely a guy that you can get at the end of drafts. I know like he'll be like I told you yesterday I texted you I'm gonna go stud dud in a few drafts and he's one of my one dollar guys. You can get him for a dollar for sure. I should be able to. He's, he's for. I bet you he won't even be in some people's top three hundred. <laughs> like she should be. He had a really good. He had a really good. Um, really good September and steals are really valuable. So I'm looking at a guy that can hit two eighty to three hundred with twenty or so steals. I'll take that even on a bad team. He'll, he'll have the opportunity there in Detroit. That's a good team. That's a good team to target these late late round guys. Your Detroit's, your Kansas City's, your Pittsburgh's, your like um, Marlins. The next guy on my list is um, I'm going to save my deep deep guy for later or for last. But um, this guy, he's I think he's not so much a deep league target as uh, a guy I feel is underrated in the steals department is Nick Senzel. Um, you're going to have your um, the hype coming up next year with your Adels and your Robert's and and other um, other uh, more expensive steals targets. Um, that I can't think of right now, but Senzel, um, he's got that. Um, I think he's, I think he's got a top forty player upside. That's going. I don't know what his ADP right is right now, but it's probably he's probably got his ADP is probably double what his upside is right now. Um, yeah, he he has top one hundred upside. He's probably going around one anywhere between one. I don't know, one hundred five to one hundred fifty, somewhere in that range. Again, it's a big range. I just don't know. We don't have enough ADP data. We really don't. Right. I, I just think he, I, I just think that um, there's a lot of equity to be had in your drafts, be it an auction or a draft with, with Senzel. Um, I was never big on Senzel coming into this, this year, but going into next year, um, the, the 14 steals and um, I don't know how many plate appearances it was, but um, he's, he was stealing bases at quite a, quite a good clip. And he's on a, he's on a team where um, he's going to get that opportunity to, to, to run and um i think um if he could steal 20 bases which is more than his which is not a far uh which is not a stretch from the 14 he did in his um limited playing time this year he could go i'm, I'm seeing a 20 25 20 season with a good batting average from this guy like that's a very valuable player he's um, he's just he's one of those that people are willing to like the, the sorry, not people. The price is baked in. Like the the potential for injury is baked into his price right now. Because like you were saying, his his where he's going and his upside don't meet up, which is great. No. These are the type of guys. These are the type of guys that like me and you might be fighting over because you know I had I had zero Senzel shares. I had zero this year. Next year he's gonna be what maybe a five dollar guy, maybe seven. I hope so. I would I would take oh. a I would take him for five or seven anytime. Do you think the I, hype I builds think, on him? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think he's one of those players. The hype builds. Um, I think he's one of those players that when you're in a snake draft, everyone he's on your he's in your queue, and then everyone's saying, "Ah, I can, I think I can wait another round." Mm. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I think I, I think I can get I think I can get him in the twelfth. Uh, the twelfth. Oh, I want to get a. I need a closer. You know what? I hope he's around in the thirteenth auction. You're going to see two guys go at him like me and you, and I think he's going to be like a twelve dollar player in an auction by the time still- we hit March. Which, Which is still, still okay. Fine, oh, I, I would. That's... I would love him for five or seven. Like, 
God, like I'm all over. Five well, you have to remember people like remember Pete Alonso because it's just sometimes, like, especially if the the early ADP buries him, he might yes. go for five or seven because of where he's at. That's a whole thing. That's a whole other discussion because auctions are so much fun for that reason. You really truly never know, <laughs> like what's gonna I, happen. And I love that's why I love the unpredictability about him, man. Me too. And you know what? Like, who's going to go for more next year? Is it going to be David Dahl or Nick Senzel? And honestly, I would take – I wouldn't say this last year, but I would take Senzel over Dahl. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one because Dahl's showing to be – I feel like Dahl's even more injury prone. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, cores or no cores, man. I, 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 like, I like Dahl, though. I, see, I, 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 like, I like Dahl, too. Like, I, think those are similar, I think those are similar players, but I, I see – I don't know, like, um, I, I haven't looked closely enough, but I see the stolen – like, if we're talking about stolen bases and, and a well-rounded player, I, I think Sinzel has the higher upside even. Ugh. I don't know. After I said that, I don't know. Uh, but I think they're similar. I think they're similar. I think um, – I think price is going to determine which one I like more because of, exactly. of how similar they are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there nailed, was I think a name. nailed it then. You know who guy is still underappreciated so far early in drafts is Tim Anderson? He is. And I'm wondering if – I think you have to take Tim Anderson because of what he did this year, even though I'm not totally buying it. But the fact that you can get him outside the top 50 right now anyway, that's pretty interesting. Like, he's going to be somebody worth watching. I know it's a little tangent, but – He was your major league batting leader, Tim Anderson. But yeah. um, he started off on fire, but the stolen bases and home runs really trailed off, I think. I believe, like, especially the home runs. Yeah, you're not I, a Tim Anderson I, guy at all. I know. No. I have no desire to talk about Tim Anderson. I don't know why you're forcing me to. <laughs> well, who do you who do you dislike more, Tim Anderson or Josh Reddick? Oh, Josh Reddick, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh goodness, there's a story behind that one, I guess. Uh, Byron Buxton or Nick Senzel? That's the one I was looking for. Oh, Senzel, hundred percent. Are you, dude? You don't you don't like Buxton before the? I think the chronic headache or headache issues slash whatever he has going on, that's becoming more worrisome than Senzel's, like, random soft tissue stuff. I don't know. They're both pretty frustrating. But Senzel was having yeah. that breakout last year. I mean, not Senzel. Sorry, Buxton. Buxton was, like, mid-breakout. And he just couldn't get right after that. Buxton's never going to hit for a good batting average. 262 is not terrible. It's not terrible. You're right. I mean, I know, I know Senzel has the higher floor – I think if you're shooting for ceiling, I think – I mean, I'm with you with Senzel over Buxton, but I think there will be – I think there is a discussion there, or maybe I'm just a little too high on Buxton. I'm not – Okay, so, you, so Mike, you, 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 you've, um, you've said uh, Senzel has a higher floor, right? I think so. Okay, let's, go through, the cate- let, let's go through <laughs> the categories now. Who has a higher ceiling in batting average? Ceiling? Senzel, definitely. Okay, who has a higher ceiling in home runs? I think that's close. Buxton had like 50 doubles. I feel like last year, like he can, he can easily, he should, I feel like he should hit more runs than Senzel. I disagree, but okay. Who has a higher ceiling in runs scored? Because, and remember Buxton's hitting at the bottom of his lineup. Yeah. Well, what if that changes, man? Stop it. Change. Okay. Stop okay. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to prove my point. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I know. This, I, 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 know. Would take, I, I would take Senzel over three Buxtons. Okay. Oof. Like, I thought it was closer than that, but maybe, again, I'm just a little more optimistic on Buxton, which this might be the first year I get Buxton in a draft. This might, this might, be, this might be the year, man. Maybe. I, I like the five upside, the five category potential, especially with the power and speed. Although the power hasn't been there, the speed still is, for sure. I was all, I was all over him in yes. 2018. You got burned. And then, 20, yeah, it was 2018. 20, burned. 
And then I think I got one share of him in this past year. Well, and, remember, uh, he, he balled out in spring, and everybody was like, he jumped up draft board. That's why it's crazy. Yep, he That's did. Why you never know what's going to happen. He did. All right. Another guy that made my article, he, this is like, this is like AL only deep, but, and draft and holds, because, you know, people do do draft and holds right now. And heck, we used to, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of over those, but that'd be Magneri. I can't even say his first, I don't know how to say his first name. Magnerius? Magnerius? He sounds, like, he sounds like a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> he almost sounds like a, a medieval knight. Yeah. Magnerius Sierra. He has 98th percentile speed, and the kid, like, the kid just straight runs. And that's got the opportunity, does, got the opportunity in, uh, in Miami, too. Well, I, and I did look him up because he, you know, I looked up the, sorry, I looked up the Marlins. I should say I looked up the Marlins um, roster. They have him right now on roster resources, like the seventh hitter at the hitter in the seven hole, I believe. But I don't know how much Birdie's going to, Birdie's going to, Stay the lead off because right now they have birdie the lead off, but this kid like all he does is run. He has no power upside. His batting average really does seem to fluctuate from like two sixty five ish to three hundred. I would peg him around two sixty two seventy. I mean he hit in his cup of coffee he hit three fifty last year. And I don't know if that can sustain, but what makes me believe he can be close to that three hundred hitter is because again ninety eighth percentile speed and another guy who profiles very similarly to Victor Reyes, a profile I seem to really like. His he only K's even in the minor leagues like 16 and a half, 17 percent of the time. His walk rate is less than five percent. But the guy has had 30 steal seasons in the minors, he had 30 steals last year when you combine, he had 36 steals last year when you combine 2019 as a whole between minors and majors. And just another guy on another team that they're gonna have to manufacture runs, and maybe he moves up in the batting order if he shows off his uh hit tool in spring and hits closer to 300. So a guy worth watching right now. He's only AL only, maybe fifteen team mixed. If you're really NL, sorry, NL only. Yeah, if he if he's in the AL, that means he got traded. NL only. <laughs> yeah, NL only. And uh, like I said, deepest of fifteen teamers or drafting holds only. Like he's not. I, I we were in a bunch of fifteen team dynasties together, and I don't think he's rostered. <laughs> to be completely honest, he might not be. I haven't looked because again, he's just super deep. But he's just a guy that. 30 steel, like he's like a DeShields before DeShields blew up that spring when he was starting to get the hype. This is a guy that's like similar to DeShields as far as pretty much a late round source of steals. And if he has a hot spring, steals five bags, hits for 300, he's going to move up draft boards and be a top 200 guy just like DeShields did. That's the thing. So you're just somebody that I'm I'm putting out there now kind of like, hey, look, I noticed him. (laughs) Don't, Don't say no one told you. But don't draft him with expectations of him being like anything beyond a stolen base source, and maybe if you're lucky, a 270 batting average. Agreed. I think that's a good, I think that's a good one. It's a good late late round sleeper. That's yeah, and that's like, like I said, he won't even be drafted in most uh re, most redrafts. But go go ahead, you can give us uh your third guy. My third guy is also probably not going to be drafted. It's even deeper, um, and it's just predicated on, um, I guess. A flyer that he he might he might get traded, like um like Domingo Santana got traded and like Derek Fisher got traded. Maybe Martinez. Like, I was just gonna say I think he was released um, or he just oh. wasn't protected. He just wasn't protected. I don't know what happened to him. He, yeah, he, he might have been traded. I honestly don't remember. I don't story, know but, either. But this uh, but we're building the suspense here, and people probably have guessed it already. Miles Straw. Um, 
he, uh, I think, stole 70 bases in the minor leagues. He was eight for nine this year. Um, I think he almost uh, – he, he was used mainly as a pinch runner because I, I believe his, uh, his runs scored were almost at one point higher than his number of hits. <laughs> so um, he could be someone that could hit for average and um, not have zero power. Uh, not hit no home runs, but he could steal a ton of bases in the right situation if he if he goes into the right environment. Yeah, Shaw was somebody that heck I was desperate enough to honestly own him last year in mixed leagues because I got to a point where I was hurting pretty bad for for steals. And if you're if you're rostering like draw Dyson type of players, that's like that's when you know you're bad. So Miles Straw was like, I just rather have I'd rather just take my chance with him. And yeah, man, I mean. And the hit tool isn't bad. I mean, he's flashed 300 batting average in the minors. Great walk. I love his profile as far as walks and K rates, you know, 10%, 16% between walks and Absolutely, K-rates. yeah, for sure. And I think he, so. had, he, had two, he hit 270 almost this year with limited playing time. And it's harder, it's harder to hit for a good average, I, I would think, when you're playing unless you're playing sporadically. Um, he was going to get into a groove. Yeah. But he, you he, see he, that? He, Dude, even when he, he did hit, what, almost a 15% walk rate. Holy geez, this this dude has a legit eye for the ball. It's just a, it's another embarrassment of riches for the Astros, man. They need to make some room because Kyle Tucker's a guy we talked about off the air. We wanted to bring up, and Kyle Tucker needs more playing time. He he oh that's the name Kyle Tucker or Senzel. That's where I was going with it, not Buxton. Yeah, no, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. That's I where I was looking for Kyle Tucker. Yeah, he. That's why I hate Josh Reddick. Hate hate hate. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dislike, he, he, dislike. He's, he's, Tucker's got to get the playing time next year. He's got to play five out of seven days at least. But, and if okay, so say they don't trade or release uh, Reddick. Oh, which by the way, quick tangent. I did look it up. Astros did release JD. I wasn't sure either, but I looked it up. They did release him, which that's crazy. But back to this, we have Kyle Tucker. That's just like if they don't trade Reddick. You gotta. He he's gonna fall in drafts, but he's still somebody that in daily leagues I will draft for a couple bucks because he won't be too expensive. Yeah, and to go along with uh, the steals conversation, if if he does get every day at bats, that yeah. lineup's loaded. Correa's hitting seventh, so he's not going to be hitting in the top part of the order where they're they're going to um, give him the red light because they have so many good hitters. He's gonna hit, he's gonna be hitting seventh or eighth, so he'll be getting he'll have that green light to steal. That's good. That lineup is crazy. The fact that Cray is hitting seventh is ludicrous, man. Like, that's know, just, I'm, that's, I'm, like, that's like the and, only, go ahead. Me and you were having that conversation. Yes. Cray was injured. Like, where is he going to hit when he comes back? I'm like, dude, he's going to be hitting fifth. And then, like, you're like, oh, and then uh, I think our friend Brian said, no way. He's not going to be hitting fifth. No chance. Comes back seventh. <sighs> I didn't, I didn't see that coming, but that, this, that's the only team in the league where I want the seven hole hitter. <laughs> like I want him. I want Korea everywhere, and the price is perfect. I love the price for him this year. I think he's gonna be like a fifth round guy type of thing, sixth round guy. That's like Corey Seager cost last year. Let, but let's just count. Let's, has, count let's count all the seven seven hole hitters you want. You want um, Sierra. You want Correa. <laughs> <laughs> is, is John Bird? Is John Birdie gonna be a seven John, hole hitter? John Birdie's a leadoff hitter, but Birdie has more relevance than Sierra. I just wanted to go really deep to get guys T- that Tucker could also be a seven hole hitter. I like it's. Yeah, but that's that's not. This, fair, this, this sounds like a, this sounds like another podcast. The seven hole hitters I want. Yeah, right. Could you imagine? I can't believe there are like the fact that there are potentially so many. I'm I'm wondering. Uh, there's a couple names. You know what? 
I'm gonna I'm we're gonna make a, we're gonna have to come up with a podcast because with players what to do with them because there are so many names as I'm doing my ranks. I know this is again off tangent, but it's like I'm looking I'm I'm in the middle of a couple of slow drafts right now actually uh, mock drafts and like Trey Mancini I don't know what to do with the Osio Pui I don't know what to do with um, Reese Hoskins is a big one I don't know what to do with DJ LeMayhew I don't know what to do with them so we have, that's a whole other topic <laughs> like we gotta get into that another day but absolutely. I gave a couple names that were on my list on my list on my article I'm about to release. You gave us a few names. I know we have to work like I said, we're gonna keep it short, so we're gonna jump right into some minor leaguers to keep an eye on. These are guys that might win a job coming out of the coming out of the preseason or might just be worth late round dart throws if you're in a deeper league. So I know you had a couple names you wanted to mention. The um the minor leaguers that um that, that I had, um I have three written down here. Um one um I think we were both on is Jorge Mateo. Yeah, you took him from me. I had his page pulled up already. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. That. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I touch on him. And what's the other? The other two are Khalil Lee on the yes. Royals. They love to steal, and he stole fifty three. Um, his he, he had a, he had a relatively down season. Like the average in home runs were nothing special, but he could get you those steals. And the other guy is uh, Jared Oliva, who stole in the thirties and is having a really good Arizona Fall League, seven for seven and stolen bases. Again, on a team that that is not that good, and um, there could be playing time that arises for both of those players. You know, a guy that's going to fall in drafts that is good for steals, and the reason why I thought about him because does Oliva play the outfield? I think or, so. I'm not well, sure. I don't 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 quote me. Don't quote me on that, but I believe so. I'm not 100 percent either. I could look it up real quick, but the reason why I asked is because of Gregory Polanco. Right. And how's he, how's he doing? You sent him a card. Get it well soon. <laughs> I'm just asking because he seems to always. Geez, Oliva, 36 steals last season, 33 the season before. Yeah, he has his speed is real, and he he's a 275 hitter. I was look. I dove in. I look at Olivera's page real quick, and he plays the outfield. So I don't. I'm just wondering playing time. And the Pirates are always super like when it comes to their prospects. They tend to leave them out for a while. Yeah, Meadows, what happened with Meadows? Um, they called up a couple guys this year. Newman. Newman is another guy we could have touched on. And uh, the final the guy that out of those three you mentioned, I just really want to touch on Mateo because I don't think people realize how good he is. The kid the kid's been stealing bases all he had a seventy steal sorry, he had an eighty two steal season in twenty fifteen in the minors. And he's always been such a speedy guy. He's always still I think he's still at least thirty steals in every minor league season. Except for the last two, he stole in twenty five and twenty four, but it goes to show you that he had the speed is real, and he actually added some power to his profile. Hit nineteen home runs, which is by far a career high in the minor leagues, and he's definitely somebody if the A's give a chance to, he's worth uh, watching because we're talking about a guy with legit forty plus steal uh, upside. So, yeah, he's a guy that I actually had stashed this year in redraft leagues and also in some drafted holds that. I expected him to be up this year at some point. Mm-hmm. I really did. And we know the Oakland A's do not like Franklin Barreto. <laughs> I wonder who, who, what Franklin did to You know what I mean? Like, what did he do to them? I don't know. But they're, they're, not, they're, they're, not, they're not giving him an, an extended chance. Um, he hasn't performed well in the major leagues. He's performed great in the minor leagues. Um, but that Josh Donaldson trade for the Jays looks, looks pretty good right now. Yeah, they gave up Barreto. I wish they would. I wish they would just give the kid a chance, man. I think that's gonna do it, though. We um, 
So that's going to do it, guys. As always, we appreciate you listening to us. I know we, I told you it was going to be kind of quick. We only touched on about eight names. And there's many more where that comes from. But it's so early in the offseason. Don't worry, we'll have plenty more. With that said, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. You can follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Roto. And if, and if you do have a moment, please don't forget to drop us a, a rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. Five stars is always preferred. But in all seriousness, thank you for taking the time to listen to us, and we'll talk to you soon.